episode 244 of the F Reality Podcast. All right, I'll fess up. It looks like I lied to you all last time because I said we weren't going to do another pre-recorded episode, but <laughs> we had a little special surprise fall in our laps, which is becoming evident to anyone watching the video part of the podcast. <laughs> For those audio listeners, that laugh will be familiar to you, I, I imagine. So today we've got Mike from Virtual Reality Oasis along for the ride. Welcome, Mike. Welcome back. Yeah, dude. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much for having me back in my in my weird ghostly form. <laughs> I can I can haunt you by floating around like this, like Casper the ghost. You remember when Rowdy um, covered that piece about the uh, the woman with the dead kid? Oh God, was... no. Yeah, that, that's you. You're now you're now like the uh, yeah. Yeah, Tasmagoria Mike. It's, Especially it's because she, like, pretty the previous host has come back to haunt us. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. It, it's funny because like when I when I picked up uh, the Apple Vision Pro, obviously I'm I'm using my persona from the Apple Vision Pro for the audio listeners. Um, but when I picked up the Apple Vision Pro, I did a FaceTime with my wife from New York, and uh, she said, "You look like you've died and been uploaded to the Matrix." <laughs> which which isn't far from the truth it's exactly that's pretty much how it looks a little bit dead are you actually real ai mike like or or matrix that would be amazing right if i've trained an ai to just come and be me um but but yeah but yeah thank you so much uh yeah for having me on the show as a guest you know it's been a long time since i've done a podcast in fact the last time i did a podcast was actually with you guys <laughs> um oh, i think i got so burnt out on doing podcasts that i i kind of said that i was never going to do one ever again <laughs> um Oops. And, and so many people have asked uh me to do it and i've been like no 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 and then obviously when zim reached out i was like you know what like it'd be super fun to talk about this headset and you know because it is it's crazy like this headset is wild um and, and and yeah you know it'd be great to hang out with you guys again so yeah thank you for the opportunity and uh yeah it's an honor to be back and also i just want to say like you know you guys are doing a fantastic job um i think i actually think zim is a better host than i ever was um oh. and I, I listen to the show all the time when i'm traveling so whenever i'm on a train or when i'm on a plane i listen to the show i listen to you guys and uh it's kind of like comforting because i don't like traveling so it's like comforting for me it's like being with old friends and uh yeah it's like a comfort blanket so yeah thank you so much for all that you do and keep doing what you're doing because you're doing a great job oh those are some very kind words ai mike you can't you can't see my tears in that headset (laughs) you can't see them it'll just fry the headset i'll just set on fire just twitching yeah (laughs) Yeah. Oh my! So we're we're in for a good episode today. Obviously, the focus is going to be on Apple Vision Pro. For those who maybe have been sleeping under a rock somewhere, that's Apple's new headset just launched uh, just earlier this month. Uh, came out, so pre-orders were last last month, as we spoke about on on last podcast. So let me give you the punch card for today and a couple of uh, key little pieces of news we're going to hit on uh, before talking about AVP with Mike and the rest of the crew. Um, didn't get an Apple headset? Well. No FOMO, no worries for you. The local hockey teams got you sorted with an even better headset. Uh, Also, State of Play from Sony is playing with our dreams with a new big IP uh, based title for VR uh, from Vertigo Games. So that one was a little bit of a surprise drop from Sony. Thank you. And then devs are playing with my heart and maybe Rowdy's too. Uh, Might get us excited for a particular sequel that's coming up. Just recently commented on uh, by a particular team, which again, I'll save that for a little bit later. And finally, 
Apple fangirls and fanboys. Well, you've got a podcast nearly dedicated to this new Apple Vision Pro, a turning point for VR, AR, and spatial computing. I can't even keep a straight face while saying. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, with that, uh, we do have Jose who's off traveling, and this was organized at pretty short notice. So I want to thank Jose for um, dipping out, let's say, to let this kind of thing happen. Uh, we missed him last podcast. It was I was really looking forward to bringing uh, Jose back into the ring, but uh, we'll catch him up next time. And uh, with that, I thought I would just do a quick kind of round table, uh, quick intros for everybody. Some people, we've been getting some new people in. Obviously, interest with the AVP has been bringing people around, so they don't necessarily know who we all are. Uh, I'll, I'll start off. I'm Zim. I kind of run the boat, and uh, the boat hasn't sunk just yet, so I guess that's good. Uh, <laughs> I, I stream VR a lot, and... Uh, try to keep my family in check. <laughs> so I run a lot of a uh, lot of living things. That's my that's my job. Uh, over maybe to Adam next and give us a little intro for yourself, Adam. Yeah, my name is Adam um, or Adam Bombody is my full name. I guess you could say Adam for short. I uh, cover VR, mostly the insane, crazy. If it's an anime girl or a cute dog, I think those are my specialties <laughs> on TikTok. It's very strange <laughs> and all over the place. But I also do more uh, educational YouTube tutorials for people who want to get into content creation um, in VR. And I also am product marketing over at Live, the mixed reality capture software company. I love green screens. Absolutely love them. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but you don't need them, I guess, with some of your products, which is, a, which is awesome. <laughs> um, cool. Over to, over to Rowdy, Mr. Science himself. Mr. Science, I, li I like that because, uh, uh, yeah, my name is Rowdy. Uh, I started out doing virtual reality back in the days of like Google Cardboard. Mainly, yeah, I was one of those like low quality YouTubers, I would say, like, you know, just making VR for the fun of it. Um, but my, my background is in science and that's like, well, my, my real passion is and I love technology and all things related to it. And that's kind of like, uh, I, I guess that's kind of my contribution to the podcast. Oh, that's wonderful. We love, I, I learn so much <laughs> every podcast, <laughs> even when you're not even talking. It's strange. Um, and finally, for those who, because it's been a feckin' minute, it's been like 18, 20 months or something, uh, which I can't believe time's gone so quickly. Mike, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself for those who don't know you already? Yeah, sure. So my name is Mike. Uh, I run a YouTube channel called Virtual Reality Oasis. Uh, I used to be a uh, part of this podcast, um, but then I left because <laughs> uh, I wanted to pursue some other projects. So I've been busy doing those the last two years. Maybe we can touch on some of those during the show. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've been in the VR scene um, for yeah like around 10 years. Uh, I've been making content on YouTube covering VR since 2016. Uh, I love this stuff. And uh, yeah, I recently flew out to New York and bought an Apple Vision Pro and... Some people think I'm crazy, and you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> Mad lad. Absolutely yeah. got that hashtag. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to diving into that. So I'll tell you what. Let's uh, zip through a couple of the little pieces of news that I found funny over on, of course, the usual Reddit, Twitter, or X, whatever you want to call Thank that. You. And then we'll jump into AVP. So um, first off, and this is one from the list, Rowdy, that I wanted to show off. Uh, there was a really interesting little... Uh, hockey team demo and doing these pre-recordings it's always difficult because it's hard to share <laughs> the video with the people who we're talking with because we don't have a live feed going but anyway um so there is essentially a uh, a, a marketing trailer that's making <laughs> taking the piss out of vr in total and it shows essentially a museum uh tour of kind of like an nhl gathering 
Uh, and, and people are walking around with what looked like, if you imagine like a tub of butter or margarine uh, with the bottom cut out, just strapped to the face as if it was a headset. <laughs> you can see right the way through to IRL. Um, and they claim it's obviously better than than modern headsets. I, I know what you're uh, talking about. I love it. It's, I, th- I think it's a couple, is it a couple years old now? Or it may have been older, but I love it. It was so... It says 27, hashtag 2017. So it's it must be from, from that area. it's still area, relevant right? to from that era. today, and I love it. It makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah, when, the, when, when I saw all the, um, what do we call them? Glass holes? Uh, AVP people wearing <laughs> on the street running around or was um, it uh live six Robbie he was like a, a vision bro you know like oh, wearing yeah. it down the gym yeah you see him in grocery <laughs> oh, yeah. stores we've seen a, and we've teslas seen a good god yeah see walkabouts in tokyo and yeah this that one caught me off guard because you see your man obviously driving driving down the highway and your immediate thought is like oh my god he's risking everyone's lives and then you realize he's not driving the fucking car so Automated cars. What future we're living in today? <laughs> Although he did get arrested, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's probably and rightly so. Yeah. And rightly so. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure you're supposed uh, to. I, I saw like. Yeah, I saw like Casey Neistat right riding a skateboard down New York. That was pretty cool. But uh, yeah. it, it, I think that's the one thing that that's kind of been so wild to see, and you know, especially us being in this space for such a long time, is that the sheer amount of content and interest around this device has been absolutely insane. You know, like, it's it's not only been covered once, but, like, multiple times by huge tech channels. Um, yeah. And while they don't necessarily have the background to really compare it to maybe, like, the long history of headsets that we, maybe we've tried, they're, they're, they're getting that message across to the general audience that maybe have never touched VR before. And I think that's probably been one of the most interesting things to see about this whole launch is and- just... And do How you far think that's, and, it's gone. and do you think that's because it's you know an awesome headset, or do you think that is because it's an Apple product? It's it's because it's an Apple product. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, a- Apple have a way of making products very desirable. So even if you can't afford them, you're curious. You just want to know what it's all about. And and the thing is with Apple products as a whole, it's kind of like VR in general as well. Is that the magic is kind of trying them. So like, you know, I was a kind of a bit of like a, eh, I'm not bothered about getting AirPods. And then I got a pair of AirPods and I'm like, I can't live without these things. They're like noise canceling. <laughs> they connect to my Apple TV. So when my wife's sleeping, it just connects and I can listen to the TV in bed. Um, it, it, it's, it's the way that these products seamlessly integrate into your lives. And people understand that. And they, they, they probably think that that's likely with this new headset. Um, and that's why they, they're curious. But this is just the beginning. It's, it's, it's wild. It really is just the beginning. Actually, and I, I don't, having escaped the Apple ecosystem, I don't often find myself trying out a new iPhone or whatever. But it was the, and I forget the full name of it, being a headphone guy, I tried out the Apple Max. What are they called? The is it proper premium headset? AirPod Max? Uh, the AirPod Max, yeah. So, and the suspension band with that and just the way it it isolates you, the immersive factor of that pair of headphones um, kind of knocked me, knocked my socks off. I was out at OC, oh, sorry, not OC, <laughs> anymore, <laughs> MetaConnect uh, this year. And, and, and I was just in that area and going into Apple stores and I was like, I tried them on for the first time and I thought, wow. So it it is, you're right. There is a, there's a, there's a certain appeal that Apple brings with its, technology 
in that they don't tend, I know they've gotten this habit with the iPhone now, they don't tend to iterate at like 10% intervals. It's like, it's gotta be a step of 30, 40%. Um, particularly with their new products. And this is phenomenal. And it's also, I think, the first time maybe we've seen Apple enter a market when maybe the, maybe internally, I mean, we heard we heard murmurs that, you know, there there was push and pull as to whether or not they were ready to release this thing. I am glad they brought it out. Uh, and like you said, the the reaction that we've seen on socials, phenomenal. Like it's it's really incredible what we've seen. Things are just blowing up. So yeah. the ripple Mike effect. Doesn't, Mike is, doesn't notice yet, but... Uh... But when he when he left the podcast, I was still I wasn't a, I I hadn't re-entered the ecosystem yet. But oh, I have yeah. since oh got in a MacBook and an iPhone. So he's yep, turned. Yeah. We yeah, got I one. Turned. <laughs> we have got, got another one. <laughs> yeah, they 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 do fish hook you in, and that's the problem. Once you're in the ecosystem, it's very hard to leave. It's like a cult. It's very hard to leave. Yeah. <laughs> um, because everything very just nice works. inside the garden. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a nice garden. Does it? Do you find? God, I feel like we <laughs> we started off on news and went straight to AVP, but it's fine. Can't help it's fine. It. We'll, let, we'll we'll allow it. Um, do you find that because you're inside that walled garden, uh, and this is to you, Rowdy, as well, because you're an, you're an Apple guy too now. Uh, you've got the uh, you've got the tattoo. But like, do you find that when you bump up against a normie who's got you know an Android device? that you're annoyed at the fact that you can't just airdrop them a file or, you know, you can't just bump your phones for contacts. Like, is it a barrier on the I social side? I don't have any friends that have Android devices because they just <laughs> do not become my friends anymore. That was the real reason why Mike had to leave. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. <laughs> it, it, no, I joke. Uh, but like, I don't know if you saw that clip. I posted a, a stupid clip on Twitter this week and it was like uh, Android users through the eyes of uh, oh, yes. Apple Vision Pro. And it was that yep. clip from Black Mirror where the guy had been blocked by everyone. So he couldn't actually see anyone. They were just like gray blobs. And I posted it just for like stupid lols. And it got like 4.7 million views on Twitter. I saw that there was like people heck? that thought that's what it actually looked like. And they didn't realize it was yeah. a Black Mirror episode. And it's like, no, he's making a joke. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, had to, I had to quickly put a caveat yeah. on it because people were like, I thought, oh no, Furious. like the New York Times are going to report on this or something crazy. <laughs> so I had to put a caveat on it quickly. Um, but no, generally speaking, uh, I do have friends with Apple uh, devices. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it is kind of frustrating when you can't airdrop them something or share a contact that way or, yeah. There was a lovely, uh, also call it a Jobian slip there. You said Apple again, but that's okay. I know Apple's got you. So Android devices, you do have friends <laughs> sorry, with sorry, Android sorry. devices. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do, I do, I do. Yeah. So it's melding with your brain now, is it? It controls your thought. <laughs> now that's it. You can't even say Android, right? That's yeah. it, yeah. It that's blocks right. it and just replaces the words, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it, it was wild. And, and just kind of touching on it further, you know, like, Apart from seeing all the social media buzz, because, you know, a lot of people are doing a lot of this stuff for clicks, you know, like driving cars and doing crazy uh, stuff on the streets. But what was apparent was that when I actually visited the Apple store, there was just like this real sense of excitement there and just from normal people. And they and and I kind of like I don't really know what I expected. Um, and just just to, just for context, you know, obviously, like me and John had flown out to New York. Uh, we'd pre-ordered our headsets like the second they went live, and we both um, wanted to pick them up from the Fifth Avenue store uh, in New York, which is like their one of their flagship stores. 
Uh, so I had an appointment at 5 p.m. John had an appointment at 10 p.m. Um, on the Friday. And that morning we went out for a lovely breakfast, a place called Sarah Beth's on like the south edge of Central Park. It's a beautiful place. Me and my wife had been there before, so it kind of had this kind of sentimental value. And anyway, we we had our breakfast and we we're like, oh, should we just like swing by and see see what's going on there? And uh, we rolled up and the place was just packed. And yeah, like I kind of expected it was going to be this like secret dirty thing. It's like, <laughs> oh, I'm here for the the Apple Vision Pro. And it's like, yeah, go to the corner over there and you'll get handed a box. You know, like I thought it was going to be out the way, but like it was like so front and center. There were like two long like benches full of the headsets that you could go up to and touch and look at. There was like a huge um, demo area of like maybe 10 to 15 seats where one-to-one like staff were going through demos with people because that's what they want you to do. They want you to do a 30-minute demo when you buy a headset. Um, Yeah, and we rocked up. Uh, Oh, by the way, and an hour prior to us rocking up, Tim Cook had been there. Like we totally missed out on meeting Tim Cook. I know, I know. So close. We had a nice breakfast. That's what me and John keep telling ourselves. We missed Tim Cook, but we had a nice breakfast, so it's okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's reporting live. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, we rocked up and we were just like, hey, we've got an appointment at 5 and 10 p.m. tonight, but can, is there any chance we can pick them up now? And they're like, yeah, of course. Like, uh, you know, just, just just scan this QR code thing and we'll get them out. And it was so simple. John was like, oh, no, I don't need a demo. I was like, oh, I'll do, I'll do the demo just because I was curious. Um, it's, it's really kind of like handholdy, you know, like they, uh, they guide you through like, oh, this is what the photos app looks like. And they've got some beautiful like models in photos, you know, on beaches and, you know, that kind of stuff. And you can zoom in and pinch and zoom and do all these kind of hand gestures, which works exceptionally well. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a really cool demo experience. Um, but yeah, like later on, I'll touch on some, like what I would say, like, oh, wow moments. Cause I've, I've probably had a few of those. But I had a couple of oh no moments, and that was almost immediately uh, when wow. I put the headset on in a demo. Um, and I think the first thing I noticed straight away is I put it on, and the pass through just wasn't quite as good as I'd wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, because like the marketing of Apple, like they're, they're so good at their stuff, but it's it's they just show it as like crystal clear. In in reality, it's not. It's like it's like Quest Three, but without the warping and a little bit more definition. Um, R- right. Rowdy, about halfway down on those links, there's a pass through one uh, by Azad from the Puzzling Places team. I thought it was a great comparison uh, between the two. One of the things that I noted was the muted colors and the darker scene in the pass through, yeah. in contrast to Quest Three. Now, Quest Three, to be honest, was quite a remarkable step up from quest two so yeah yeah i suppose but but like you know with the thirty five hundred dollar price tag it's pretty steep yeah um, I, I think so I think you expect just, magic right so yeah and i think you just you're just conscious of the fact that you're you're seeing the world through camera lenses you know you're, it doesn't look like reality and i think that's kind of like the vision no pun intended, that they tried to sell uh, through their marketing. So that was <laughs> kind of like the, the first thing that I was like, eh, Bummer. that's a bit of a shame, but it, it, it's pretty good. Um, and then it was just but, like, the field of view was the, the next thing. To, to be fair, though, um, when we talk about optics and light traveling, I think a lot of people look in the same way that people say, hey, can't my phone have more battery? Like light and how light is manipulated and particularly 
to pass through real photons right to your eyes, you know, at, while still at the same moment being able to process what's coming your way. That's just such a difficult problem. Oh, um, yeah. But I think a lot of a lot of people trivialize it um, in the same way that they do with with batteries. It's like that's not that technology isn't moving <laughs> fast and uh, don't expect it to. Now, may, maybe engineers will get there, you know, but um, I'm I'm not surprised that at the moment where we are with kind of AR tech um, that that pass through is where it is. And I do like what Casey Neistat said, um, his comment about, you know, it's only going to get better from here because I believe that yeah. as an Apple <laughs> shareholder. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, you know, yeah. they're going to double down and the second device is going to be, <laughs> I can just imagine the slides now 40% thinner. And yeah, absolutely. Like this is the worst Apple headset that they're ever going to make. And it's already yeah. pretty damn good. <laughs> but go on, go to your uh, second um, kind of oh no moment. I'm, I'm curious about that. So you were saying, was that FOV or thing? Field of view. Yeah. yeah. And again, it, it was immediate because these things are both, you know, and again, this is very much from a VR enthusiast's perspective, something that you would notice straight away, having worn VR headsets for years and years and years. Um, you just pick up on these things instantly. And um, yeah, you know, the field of view horizontally is fine. That's probably on par with Quest 3. Um, the vertical field of view is kind of a little bit cut off at the bottom. Um, so if you can just imagine like a, like a, five percent to ten percent cutoff from a quest three field of view perspective that's pretty okay. much what it looks like yeah that's it's nothing yeah, that's, bad I, yeah you could get on with that you know it's just yeah. i suppose it's something because quest three was kind of catching up with index is the way i would mm. put it because you know for for some time quest one then quest two were binoculars uh to some extent i mean a lot of people felt that way and then we we got treated by index when it had this particularly the vertical uh, field of view and that's the part that i heard has been the most um concerning and yeah apologies made... here for one second i'm going sure. to unless in case you guys are getting the sound guys can you please stop banging on the floor thanks <laughs> <laughs> my kids are, are literally stomping around upstairs Go i on. was waiting for you to get the broom out and just start stamping it on the ceiling <laughs> shut up up there don't make me come up there um <laughs> But yeah, like I, I think it's 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 mainly down to the the lenses, like the design. If you look at them, they're actually very um, kind of uh, narrow. If you know what I mean, they're not like oh. big and round like the the Quest ones. They're kind of like narrow, like 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 naturally the shape of your eyes. That's kind of like the shape that there are, like ovals. Um, so yeah, that they were the two like oh no, uh, this is this isn't. It's not like it's bad, but it's just like oh, it's kind of disappointing. Yeah. Yeah, disappointing is good. You don't work. expect that when you when you when you get the headset, right? Especially not if you've seen the videos, right? Yeah, but I think I think the general person's perspective, what if they try this and they have no context, they'll be like, yeah, "Oh my god, this is like phenomenal." And and that's where you see like Casey Neistat have that reaction because he's yeah. probably never really used a headset for any period of time before that. So I, I get it. Um. So yeah, then well, we, the, we go on the resolution of it, i.e. the the image. For, for for going the pass-through piece, um, there was a really interesting post I saw even just today showing the panel, the density of the RGB on there in contrast to, say, like an iPhone 15. Um, that's another one, the AVP panels versus iPhone, Rowdy, that uh, if you can show it off because yep. just the density, I mean, that must look, and, and, and this is the thing, it's always almost, I'm almost FOMO-free in my life, almost. Mm -hmm. 
But when it comes to engineering and products, and particularly when someone says, oh, you just have to see it for yourself, and you know yeah. that to be true, yeah, it's such a pain in the rear because it's like, like for me right now, I'm glued at home. I, I can't go book a demo. I can't go see this even if I wanted to. I'm not sure it's even here in Canada yet. I'd probably have to have taken you up on your offer and come join you in New York, you know, to, <laughs> to, to, to go do that. Um, but like you see this technology drop and I'll tell you for once in a very long time, probably the last three years, I saw people starting to get into this headset and was like, oh man, this looks, kind of looks scrumptious, oh, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. yeah. Uh, Tell for, us a little bit about your, uh, your first few minutes in the headset, Mike. Yeah. The, the resolution is phenomenal. Um, it's so pixel sharp, like it's so crisp. Um, the colors pop because it's OLED. Um, yeah, like it, it's by far the best virtual display I've ever seen, ever. Uh, and I've tried like Vario headsets, you know, like uh, the Aero. I've tried the XR3. I haven't tried the XR4, admittedly. Wow. Um, you know, big screen beyond. You know, I've tried them all. Uh, this is exceptional. Um, and 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 just like the the colors, they've just completely nailed that. Apparently, it's a Sony panel, which is kind of ironic. Um, and, uh, it was actually through, um, sadly it's Bradley that we, um, we sort of got a a feel for the resolution, which is something like something like 3,600 by, by 3,000 something per eye, which is just, yeah, just way beyond everything we've seen so far. Um, but yeah, I remember getting it back home and, uh, to the hotel and we sat down, I sat down and was running through some of the demos and they had this demo and this was kind of like my, my first, oh wow moment. And they've got this demo. It's called like the Dinosaur Encounter. You've probably heard other people talk about this. I try that so um, badly. But it's just like a, it's a free, it's a free app, and uh, you fire it up, and it, it basically like the text, like goes through the room, and then it just pins onto a wall. It just stops at the wall. So it obviously, like, it does all this stuff seamlessly. Like you know, like knowing your room layout. Like you don't have to go in and scan your room with your head, like you do with a PSVR two, or you know, map a boundary system with a Quest three. You just put the thing on, and it just it like knows where oh. everything is in your room instantly. So it the, the text pins itself to the far wall. And bear in mind, I was sitting in front of a full like floor to ceiling mirror. No problems. Didn't fool the thing whatsoever. That's like pretty good. N- no issues in tracking, which I was gobsmacked about. Anyway, so um, the text pins on the wall, dinosaur encounter, a little butterfly like flaps its wings towards you and you feel like you want to reach out and grab it or touch it. And then it flies off to the wall again. And as it flies off into the wall, it kind of opens a portal to like the virtual world. And you see this kind of like window into a barren like landscape. And then you just run into a wall. (laughs) Yeah, then you just launch yourself into it head first, into the glass, the mirror. (laughs) <laughs> so I, was, I was thinking of a of a like a trailer roll roll like almost like rolling credits, but it comes up and it says um, Apple Care plan, you know, <laughs> it gives you the price. Yeah. yeah, it's not it's not for the headset, it's for you. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, and then this dinosaur comes out. It's like a Velociraptor looking dinosaur, and uh, you're like, oh, he's like in the virtual world, and then he like walks out of the virtual world and kind of like into your room, <sighs> and you're like, holy shit. Like, this is insane looking. Like, it looks so freaking real. Uh, like, not necessarily real, I suppose, but like the best yeah. computer graphics that we've seen in a VR headset, probably. And you move your head, and the thing, like, follows your head around. He's, like, looking at you. Oh, that's oh. creepy. And he kind of gives you a little sniff, 
Um, he doesn't roar like I was kind of expecting a big roar. Like you know, do you remember the uh, the DK one demo, like the T Rex demo yeah. in the corridor? Like I mean, that was amazing. Like he doesn't roar at you, which is a bit disappointing. But I suppose they don't want to scare people because it would be pretty scary if it was your first time. Um, and then another dinosaur comes along and he kind of like like fights for you and then he disappears and that's kind of like experience over. But that that was kind of like my first like oh wow like the visuals and the graphics capability of this thing is phenomenal because like you got to remember like the m1 chip in this um is it m1 or no it's m2 chip right it's m2 chip i think it's i think last time we talked about it that it was an m1 oh god no 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 you're right it's an m it's an m2 because the uh it's an m3 in the macbook pro that's that's right that's right that's right yeah m2 um so it's an m2 so like it's super powerful and then and then you kind of think huh like Something like this could probably run Half-Life Alex like on low settings. And then you're like, that's never probably gonna happen. That's quite sad because <laughs> it looks amazing and it could be a standalone experience. Depressing. And there's no controllers, which yeah. is like, oh my god. So you get a glimpse of its potential, and then you're like, as a gamer, your heart breaks because you're like, shit. <laughs> this is all we're gonna get, probably, is like fancy tech demos or like maybe like gimmicky MR games. I don't know if we'll ever see fully fledged VR games on this thing. I, I, I'm I'm doubtful. But the, and the, that, the, one of the main difficulties there, I would say, Mike, is the um, the lack of tactile responsiveness. Um, <laughs> so, like, you could have gravity gloves uh, equivalently with the hand tracking in the system, right? You could you could do that in a virtual scene. The problem is when you're holding it, you're not going to feel anything, and you're you're certainly not going to feel, you know, pulling a trigger like you would on a. Dual sense controller, yeah, I was, or, you know, just any no. other. Actually, really curious yeah, if you tried um, Synth Riders because I saw that they have a like a Mac version, and I was like, I don't know if I would like that because you can't feel the beat, it, or it's not the yeah. same. Have you gotten to try that? Or yeah, yeah. So, so Synth Riders uh, and a couple of other games like Fruit Ninja are kind of like Apple Arcade games. So you have to pay a monthly subscription to be a part of Apple Arcade. Um, and because I didn't have a, by the way, I'm using a US account to use this device because it's not available outside of the US. So I had to create a US account with a US address, which you know I was I was given uh, by my business partner, and um, and and essentially the only way that you can buy apps is if you preload them with a gift card in the US because I don't have a US bank account. Oh Jesus! So oh, I, I had to do that. Um, but yeah, I, I played Synth Riders and uh, I was really disappointed. Um, and it's not because of synth riders, because like the way that they've implemented a, a MR and, and VR together is really nice. Actually, I, I really think it's a great idea. It they're just let down by Apple's hand tracking. Um, the hand tracking is 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 great when you're making slow and um, precise movements. Yeah, but as soon as you start like waving your hands around fast, like that, you can see the latency. It just can't keep up with those fast movements. And a good example of where Meta have done a much better job at like fast hand tracking is if you've ever tried the move fast demo that they did. It's kind of like a Beat Saber version, but like you use hand tracking instead. But it, it shows it off exceptionally well and, and, and Meta's headsets can keep up with it. But it's just like right now as it stands, Apple can't keep up with that level of like and fast movement. That, that however, as is, is I understand, since, since we've all, I suppose all of us here lived through the the quest life cycle. They they basically brought in um, a model. I think it's by a machine learning to basically cut the 
the camera's time in half through predictive means. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's, yeah, it's you're, predicting you're where your hand's going to go. It's, it's not the hardware keeping up. It's, it's just yeah. they're, they're cheating. <laughs> they're cheating. It's, to, it's not a, it's not a hardware uh, solving what they're doing there. It's actually yeah. uh, indeed they, they're using predictive movements uh, in order to predict where our hands would be. Yeah, which is Meta has quite some quite some technology in terms of that. Uh, and that's, that's why thing. I think that Apple could you know improve this. It this could eventually. be a software update six yeah. nine months from now. You know, yeah. So that's, I, I, just I mean, for people who think that maybe it's a it's a, deal. a a limitation that can't be overcome, that's not necessarily true in the VR AR space. Ab- absolutely not. No, you're you're absolutely right. Like the the iterations that we saw from from Meta over the years and how quickly they were able to change things like i'm sure apple will be exactly the same so i'm just saying like from a day one experience it it wasn't good and it isn't yeah. good now but it probably will be updated in the future but that's that's that are um, there any good uh fitness apps or anything like that at the moment because that was that was actually quite a heavy hitter when say like quest 2 landed even quest 1 you know people started to get into that stuff not necessarily fast paced or fast moving but i'm just thinking that given their market, it yeah. would be a hot seller. I mean, I've seen all kinds of funny, like, balance your books at home, financial apps and weird things <laughs> that are, that are there in the list of compatible apps. <laughs> yeah. Maybe there'll uh, be a, pl- plenty of boring like an things, Apple but, yeah. Fit VR, like a special mm. headset specifically for fitness, something that's a bit more, like, sweat-proof. Because I can't imagine, like, sweating in this $3,500 glass front uh, I don't know with the battery no. pack attack, like that's I don't know that sounds awful to work out in. I, yeah, I had another You're... question for you, Mike. Is it operable with the uh, protective sock over the front of it? Because I, I don't know, I w- I would be so worried I'd scratch the thing, <laughs> um, just setting it down or whatever. I don't but actually I, know. I imagine it's not operable. I can try right thing. now. Well, go right <laughs> ahead. Watch him just disappear from the call. <laughs> yep, that's pretty much what just <laughs> happened. <laughs> Yep. Okay, okay. Am I back? Am I back? It's loading. Are you? There you go. There, you, there we loading. go. Okay, you're back. There you go. Yeah. Okay. That, that's what happens when you test off live. <laughs> we brought him back from the Can you see me okay? Yeah, you're yeah, fine. Yeah. Now. Okay, yeah, fine. So, fine. So, so, yeah, my, my, my peripheral vision obviously just went completely black. And, um, and yeah, then it just lost connection with you guys. You're, you're popping back now. Um, so, the apps that you have, can you describe what you're seeing right now in your environment? Yeah, so I, I've I, like so I'm using Discord, and th- this is one of the crazy things, right? Um, that I'm using the there isn't a, like a an Apple Vision Pro Discord app; it's just a compatible iPad app. But like, I just load this up, and I give it permission to my to have permission to access my microphone and my my persona, and it just freaking works. Like, it's the same with Zoom; like, it just freaking Damn. works. And that's that's the yeah, that's wild crazy. thing. Yeah. That's the completely wild thing. Um, but yeah, yeah essentially that's... right now is just like a big. Um, I would say it's like a twenty-seven inch, maybe maybe a little bit bigger monitor, like super sharp and clear. And I can just move it around. I can resize it. I can do whatever I want with it. Are you using a keyboard yeah. too, or just all pinching? Yeah, so I, I had an Apple keyboard at home from a, an old Mac that we had. So I've been using that, and I I actually. Bought the uh, trackpad, the the magic trackpad, or the magic. Yeah. I don't. I think <laughs> I don't know what it's called. Magic pad, uh, and I'm using that because so you can just use like gestures on that, like you would do with a trackpad, uh, which is kind of nice, especially if you're working in this thing. Um, and that's one of the things, you know, like I, I've been making a conscious effort to just work in it and see how that is, and 
so far it's actually fine like i haven't actually seen or come across like many big roadblocks that i'm like oh i can't do this in this thing the only one thing i can't do right now is edit videos because the um, i was gonna ask because yeah. it seems like the perfect you know the perfect device for that but what yeah, yeah. what's 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 your block so um the there is an ipad app like adobe rush um that you could edit with but i guess that adobe blocked it um, because i think a lot of some companies opted out to have the ipad compatibility thing it was like a checkbox yep. thing apparently so youtube was one of the companies that opted out i'd imagine um adobe did like for example you can play like resident evil village on like the brand new mac and the brand new ipad in full fidelity like resident evil village but they've opted out so you can't play the iPad app on your Vision Pro, oh, which is a real shame because that would have been sick. It's uh, like for some of those companies, it's because they're making their specific app for likely, yeah. uh, this headset. Yeah. And they likely. don't want people to try it now and then be like, oh, this is the janky version. Work, you know? Yeah. I'd imagine it's also a sniff test because, it, you know, before allowing uh, something like that to go, let's say, unchecked, you're going to have to apply resource to that project, you know, to be able to suss it out and see what's possible. Do we want to allow it? Do we have legal coverage in the right markets for this kind of use case? Yeah. So I, I can imagine something like that is also holding some of the bigger names up. Yeah. I, I had a quick question as well. Sure. Um, well, unless you want to say something first, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, uh, one of the talking about just things that work. Um, the other day I, I tweeted about something and someone said, I think I, I was tweeting about like maybe the keyboard or something and someone said, oh, you know, that the, the, the little because when you type on the keyboard, a little virtual window pops up just above the keyboard. So you can see what you're typing as you're looking at the keyboard. As long as you're kind of windows in focus, that's where the text will go. Um, and they were like, oh, you know, that's tracked, right? And I was like, what? So I just like I, I clicked record on the headset. You just like look up, you click um, the, the little drop down menu, you click record. And then I, I picked it up and sure enough, the little window was tracked by the keyboard. I was like, cool, end clip. And then I just posted that straight to Twitter from the headset. Oh, that's so cool. That's, like, that's awesome. I'm totally lost. Okay, so so um, tracked, what do you mean What do you mean? it's it's tracked? So you've got your it's so the keyboard. Space. Yeah, the keyboard, there's a like, when you use the keyboard, a little window pops up just above the lip of the keyboard on the edge. So you can see the text that you're typing as you're looking at your keyboard. Okay, so you're using a physical keyboard, not a virtual keyboard. Yes, the virtual keyboard yeah. sucks. Um, okay. But but as soon as you move the keyboard around, if you tilt it, the little window tilts. So it's like it's being tracked by the headset. It knows that it's uh, a keyboard. And it's, yeah. yeah. That's actually, and I don't remember, I remember going, uh, God, it was like OC5 or I think it was OC5 when they showed the kind of multiple layers that Facebook at the time wanted to get to for interior tracking. Like that's a chair, that's a wall, that's your floor. And there was a similar video, sorry, I don't have to play it back now, about the contextual mapping that the AVP does. And it's very impressive. And it's, it's that experience that you spoke about, Mike, which one of the, one of the most interesting things I would say just from your first impressions kind of so far what was literally just the dropping of that barrier like to have no guardian system to have no need to map out a room especially every single time or have to worry about that choking so up nice <laughs> what yeah. a relief like what a breath of fresh air i'd imagine throwing the headset on and being like 
Oh, we're done. So just like you know? in yeah. well, any said, room, right? So like with the quest, for example, maybe it only holds yeah. the memory for like two or three rooms. But with the Vision Pro, mm. you could just go anywhere and it just will track it as you are there. There's no like. Yeah, I like I, I've seen what crazy videos on Twitter of it, but I tested it out in the hotel room and I like was pinning stuff to the wall and then walking through the hotel room and then coming like coming back and they were just there still. <sighs> they hadn't moved like a millimeter. Um, so, and I've seen people like walk around the whole apartments doing that, like have like, timers on their fridge and like, yeah, like a productivity Dude. station, then a TV. Yeah. As well. That is one of the biggest disappointments for me from quest three right now, software wise, because when it went, the first thing I saw with quest three was anchors. And I was like, oh my God, we're going to get anchors. We're going to get these various apps. And I was so excited to be able to put things up. And I remember playing Demio for the first time and having you know, posters on the wall. And I was like, hell yeah, this is what it's all about. And the cameras were good enough. Yeah. But man, we've seen nothing since yeah. that. Literally, I don't think there's been one little software ad there. So <laughs> just get your act together, Meta, <laughs> please. <laughs> just you wait, though. Like, you are going to see Meta yeah. accelerate, like, hard gonna, now. Wait. Yeah, they're going to be... Yeah. I think it's so, good. too, yeah. Good. yeah. What with the family spatial sure. video dropping, right? So I don't know when that's due out, but... Um, They've got they've got that announced and that's crazy. So although I don't know how you capture it, does anyone know? Like yeah. Uh, so I know on iPhones. on the AVP, you either take your iPhone above a certain level or the AVP itself to scan. Um, but when we're talking about the Quest ecosystem, where do you get spatial video from? I don't. Yeah. So, how would so you record so, with the headset. So so let me touch on spatial video quickly because that was like my Ooh. another oh wow moment. So um, I've tried spatial video before in Quest 3 and it's also exceptional and like every, everyone that has an iPhone capable of doing this should absolutely 100% try it and try it on their Quest 3 uh, because support is coming but there is a workaround right now that you can do it right now and I've got like a little video guide on the channel, go check it out. Um, but I, So I, I had some spatial video that I'd recorded from my iPhone 15 um, on my phone and because my phone account and my headset account are different because my headset account is US and my phone is UK. The iCloud didn't just transfer all my photos to my headset like it normally would. So, uh, but the crazy thing is, you can just airdrop whatever you want to the headset from your phone. So, do you know you, how you airdrop photos to friends? You can do that yep. with your headset. So, I airdropped a, a bunch of photos, uh, a bunch of spatial videos, and all the spatial videos was of my dog. And I was kind of like, I was away from home. I was missing my wife. I was missing my dog. And I put this spatial video on of my dog and it's kind of like just a little window into that moment. It's got depth to it. It's like a, it's like a 3D video, um, but it's also got spatial audio so I could hear the birds tweeting around me. Um, and it was like I was kind of like reliving a memory. You know, I vividly remembered like, oh, yeah, I remember that day we were in the garden. We were trying to film this video and she wouldn't keep still, but then she kept still perfectly for like two minutes <laughs> and she was so good. Um, and it, it, it like... If you've got emotional connection to the content, like you will absolutely cherish this feature. Um, you know, like Zim, you've got kids, you know, like special birthdays. Yep. Um, you, you're measuring them up against the door frame. You know, uh, they lost a tooth. Yep. All, all these like life moments. If you like, you should 100% start capturing these now because one day this will get even better and you can look in this headset and basically like relive your life. Damn it. Um, am I going to need an iPhone that's now? That's how good it was. <laughs> Yeah, the problem, and then the problem there is for anyone who's 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 got a use case for that, is that 
that will sell it alone. It's like when family video cameras came out, you yeah. know, people were buying them up in droves because it's like, oh, this is only, you know, we've moved from still pictures to something that's so much more close to real life. And this is another step in that way. So I had uh, no idea. I had no idea that spatial video captured on an iPhone could be viewed back, you know, on a Quest, for can, example. So that's can I quickly throw a counter argument here? Because I mean, I I do get it, um, but it's it does remind me very much of like one particular Black Mirror episode where you know all your <laughs> memories are captured and yeah. you flick through it, and and there there is a like memories in itself are. Um, very, very incorrect. You know, our brains fill in gaps and we the things that we remember about things are likely very particular things and our brains fill in everything around there. So it can also lead to a certain disappointment when you relive a memory and it isn't exactly like, you know, how you imagined it to be. So um, I, I don't know. Like, I, I still think what makes a memory so valuable is that it's... Um, it's there in the moment and you have a memory of it, but you don't really have a physical thing to prove it for. It lives within you and there is no real, how would I say that? You can't like relive it again. I think that's what makes a memory often so special to me personally. I think there's a good balance. Like I think you should, there's, especially with social media now, a lot of people are kind of living their experiences with their children or on vacation through yeah. their phones versus actually kind of being in the moment. And I can see in the moment, you know, spatial video being sort of that way too, where you're like, you want to get the best capture, but you're not actually like <laughs> in the moment of, Oh, your child's walking for the first time. It's like, yeah, but I want to get all the best angles and I want to make sure that I get the 360. <laughs> yeah. I could I actually. So there's a, there's a counter side to that. That's just what I wanted to say. I do yeah. get it though. I get it completely. And I, I and to your point, Rowdy, I, I I totally agree. There is definitely two sides to this because it does sadden me when you see videos of like huge concerts and everyone's just got their phones out. No one's <laughs> living in the moment and enjoying the Watching concert. The Everyone's home. just recording it, and they're probably never going to watch that video back ever in their lives. Then stop sending it to us. We're not going to watch it. <laughs> yeah. So my wife and I uh, escaped. You know, got the kids a sitter, went off to see a Tool concert. And one of the beautiful things about Tool is they'll kick you out if, you're, if your phone is out. <laughs> Amazing. Nice. They only allow phones at the very end for one song. And um, it, the, the, like, they dropped confetti on the whole crowd at one point. They were doing a really emotional song. And just it's just a sea of black with the lighting effect going and everything. Like, it's so different from anything else. So I I understand that so much. And actually, as a guy who decided to put his camera down, I used to take, you know, so many pictures all the time. And the the, the, the time I put that away is when I met my wife. Like, and so I, I know very, very well how technology can kind of get in the way yeah. of living life. Yeah. yeah. And so, so, so Rowdy's right. But this is where I, the argument for me comes that I think, and I'm going to sound like a meta sellout at this point. I really think that those glasses, the Wayfarer, <laughs> Ray-Ban yeah. glasses are are exactly where I want technology to be and then improve upon it. Like instead of giving me the full fat package and then strip it down to lighter, I, I and I, I didn't expect this at all because I could get I couldn't care less about sunglasses, to be honest. And AR stuff generally hasn't sold me. But when I when I had those on and I was able to take a walk or look at some leaves in the park or whatever it was, but at the same time, almost effortlessly without feeling like technology was in front of my face, take a short video, take a clip. Like I was playing with my puppy in the back garden, right? And doing so in a really excited way. But the motion stabilization kind of smoothed it all out. And it looked incredible. Like it's like I was reliving that moment. 
when we get to spatial video captured in that way with a wearable set of frames that's, you know, something that I can play back later that is like maybe just a piece of it just yeah. to jog the memory banks, mm. then I think we've hit the right balance point it, no, for I, me, right? I, like, I, I totally agree. I like, you know, when I saw the initial marketing video and it was like a, a guy wearing it and it was this his kid's kidding. birthday and he was like looking at them like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to take a special video now with my headset. It was very, very odd. I, and I would, I can't see myself ever using that use case, but like the convenience of doing an, using an iPhone and I would love yeah. for Meta's uh, glasses to support spatial video like in the future. That would be amazing. You're totally right. Yeah. But that was one of the uh, big oh wow moments. And uh, I've got one more. Can I ask yeah, one quick question sure. though, because I've been sitting on this for a while now. Um, <laughs> You mentioned before that you know you're using iPad apps, but I know that you have a, a MacBook or MacBook Pro as well. Are you are you using the headset with that device specifically as well, or is that not not something that you can really do at the moment? So, so I don't have a MacBook actually. Uh, I don't have a MacBook. Are you don't anymore? No, oh, okay. no, no. I used to. I okay. used to, and then yeah. ironically, we put Windows on it, and now it's my wife's laptop. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't need, you don't need a MacBook. You've got an M2 in a. Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> Facebook. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, but I, I have seen plenty of videos of people using their MacBooks and yeah, you can kind of off load the screen from the MacBook and have like a virtual yeah. one. And what the cool thing is that I saw with that was that you can use the trackpad and keyboard seamlessly um, from the MacBook, which I, I, think I was is just wondering impressive. for the video editing specifically, because I was, mm. I, I would assume if you would be able to video edit on a MacBook Pro and you could offload the screen. Yeah, that'd You'd be super be able nice. To video edits on there still as well. Yeah, I just I'm, was wondering. Unfortunately, I'm stuck with Windows still for video editing, and, and I'm stuck with Adobe as well. Like they are the worst company in the world, and I wish I could break free of them, <laughs> but I can't. So, screw them. <laughs> um, no, that's yeah. Go on. You had a third, didn't you? So wow yeah, the, the the final oh wow moment uh, was kind of like we were done and dusted. We were heading home. We was on the flight, and I'm sitting next to John, and he's got his headset. I've got my headset. We've we both put them on on the flight and uh, and we're getting ready for like takeoff and stuff. And I, I, I'd, I'd already downloaded a video in preparation for the flight. So I downloaded Avatar, the sequel. That was it, Way wow. of the Water. Ooh, yeah. Good choice. Um, I downloaded it because I was a, a Disney Plus member and you can download and keep videos on the headset if you're a member of it. And um, yeah, so I, I put the screen where the plane screen is in front of me but then i stretched it out and it was like 50 inch tv nice. screen and it was like my seat had been upgraded to the imax seat like it's <laughs> like i had a free upgrade like i put my airpods in i was watching this movie it looked like phenomenal like i i, I would say that the display when you watch movies is probably better than my 4k tv at home like it's so so good um was it and, 3d Fully three D, yeah, movie? yeah, fully. It was fully three D. Um, they do some weird stuff with that movie though. They they change the frame rates yeah. around, which looks very odd. It's very noticeable actually with Apple Vision yeah. Pro because it's such a good head, such a good device for watching movies. It's quite jarring actually, but the rest of the movie looked incredible. And um, the funny thing is, and one tip if you're ever using a headset like uh, this on a flight, you have to put it into travel mode because if you don't put it in travel mode. You, the the wind the window would just disappear as the plane is moving, um, which obviously is something. <laughs> oh, it gets that, pinned in place and then goes backwards. Yeah. So if you watch the Casey <laughs> the Neistat, behind you can watch too. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you can watch. 
So if you watch the Casey Neistat video, he's on the, the, the New York subway and, and the window does move when the train moves. But um, if you put it into travel mode, it just pins it into place, locks it into place. So it doesn't move around. That's a feature that Meta don't have right now. So if you want to watch a movie on Quest, that's a problem uh, on a flight. Um, but no, it, oh, it, it, yeah. it, it was pinned in place. It looked amazing. Um, but like because of the position, like the front seat, was kind of clipping through the display because it's very aware of its surroundings. It maps it out. It was like kind of like this translucent kind of section of the chair that was kind of clipping my display. So I was like, okay, how so do I solve this? All of a sudden, this? the guy in front of you goes behind. Like... It's like punching his chair, like movie chair, <laughs> trying to watch my virtual movie here. Um, but it was actually John that gave me the tip. He was like, oh, if you just like rotate the dial on the headset, like the digital crown, you can fade in a little bit of a virtual environment. So you can fade it in stages. And what I did was I faded a little bit of a virtual uh, environment around the screen and then the, the the seat wouldn't clip anymore and I could place it. And wow. But yeah, I could still see my surroundings. So when the air hostess came around for drinks, you oh, know, we were ready cool. to go. We knew she was she knew she was there. Yeah. Very that's cool. Did she ask? Did she ask what you were doing? It was so funny. She goes, uh, oh, you've uh, you've taken your spaceships off. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And she said, what is it? And I said, oh, it's the new headset from Apple. She was like, it's from Apple. I was like, yeah. She was like, so what can you see? And I explained and she was like, that's crazy. She goes, how much is it? I said, you don't want to know. <laughs> you don't want to know. Um, but yeah, it, it was yeah. it was those those moments that really kind of stood out for me using it. Um, but but I'm trying to use it more and more every day just to kind of get a feel for what this future is going to look like because I don't necessarily think it's like right now. It's a it's a fantastic first start, but like this is really yeah. what the future is going to look like in like five years time. I'm really curious about your comments on comfort. Um, but before we maybe go to those on the idea of pinning something in a location the shadows that are cast by the headset. I, I find that really interesting. And that's certainly a foot up on, on Meta's device. Um, I thought of a future where, you know, you'd be able to, just like if you were in a, I don't know, like a VR chat or something like that, where you'd be able to pin a persistent note in the real world somewhere, you know, like like mm. pin a note on a tree and leave it there for other users to find. Oh, that'd be so, so cool. Provided, I like you know what I mean? Like but virtual reality. Yes. Oh, that'd be sick. I just, yeah, I'm just starting to dream about a world where AR is more infused in our lives. Like it's something that we talked about years ago on the podcast where, you know, I, I'm kind of, I, li I like nature. I'm definitely into that, uh, but I'm, I'm kind of more of a built up urban kind of guy. And I, I can't wait for a future when we don't have stoplights hanging over roads and that instead of that, everyone who's driving has a headset or some kind of HUD that just replaces that. And so there's no need for this infrastructure to be capped just up. Just don't be driving. <laughs> well, we'll be probably driving won't itself. be driving, right? Yeah. But, you know, you can just imagine a, a world without so much infrastructure up around us, right? And, and that's been replaced by maybe a, a natural place or maybe it's just more homes crammed in there. I don't know. But um, that's certainly one future. But I am I'm really curious about your comfort because... Um, one of the things that I suppose we've talked about over the years, Mike, is, is really comfort in headsets, right? Whether it was PSVR 2 or, or originally some of the quests, the quest with the original band and, you know, how that mm -hmm. would wreak havoc on your head. So this thing, I assume you're using the dual loop band, but um, how, how, how did you find that out of the box, the first kind of experience? What were your first reactions on, on comfort? Yeah, so I, 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 I knew from the marketing it was going to be a problem. Because a single band is is always a problem, 
Um, even with the big screen beyond, which is the lightest VR headset on the market at like what 167 odd grams, something ridiculous. Um, it still doesn't cope well with just a single band. You need a top strap, even with an, in- an insanely light headset like Beyond. So I knew it was going to be a problem. Um, and I thought I would love the dual band because that also comes in the box. So you get the solo knit band, which is like just one strap, which is in all the marketing videos because obviously people don't want to mess up the hair. I don't have that problem. Um, <laughs> and, um, and I thought I was going to love the dual band. And I, I, I tried them both and I actually didn't like the dual band. It's, it's not as supportive. But the solution that I've came up with is to use the solo knit band. So it's got really nice support at the back and you can lay down wearing it if you want. Super nice laying down because it's super soft. And then I use a VR cover Velcro top strap that came shipped with the PSVR2 VR cover kit that I've kind of right. stolen from that headset and put on this one. Smart. And then now it's super comfortable. But but it is, it is front heavy. Um, but again... I, I kind of said in my my first impressions video, it's 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 heavier than a Quest Three, it's lighter than a Quest Pro, and it's lighter than an Index. So if you if you've used these headsets, you're gonna probably understand like what that's gonna feel like. But the problem is all the weight is at the very front, like it's glass, it's metal. It's well, so you've been yeah. you've been we've gone on this podcast for about an hour, uh, maybe a little a little over yeah. an hour. How do you feel now, like wearing it? Yeah, oh, I, I, I I feel fine. Like I could eat. Like I wore it um for maybe six hours uh, the other day, just working in it. Uh, just you know doing because like I work predominant. Yeah, pretty much like minor breaks here and there. Um, but like I'm I'm connected to power. Like ninety nine percent of the time I use this thing, I'm connected to, to like the wall power. Um, so oh, I never okay. have to worry about. Well, sorry, think, like, yeah, makes sense. Um, so B. Being a user for that amount of time, is that a um, how do you what do you what do you predict the average use case to look like two months after all this hype has died down? Yeah, um, I think I think people will use it for traveling. You know, like because you can take your desktop setup and essentially take it with you on the go. Like you could set up at a coffee shop and replicate your desktop PC uh, uh, in a coffee shop. You know, um, so you could do that. But how is that different from a laptop? Because well, like, that was a discussion we had last time. Yeah. Like, what is the benefit of having this over a laptop? It's a laptop for your Except face. For you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh, premium, right? And uh, I know Jose was going on about um, pri- the privacy aspect, which I don't. I don't think it's a huge seller. Yeah. But I, it's just a premium side of it, right? Like, I mean, the laptop screen—you got this tiny little screen, yeah. and I, I think you're you're weighing it off against. The kind of look when people first had iPhones and stuff, you've got this really premium product out in public. Yeah. You're kind of say screaming, rob, rob me, <laughs> you know, but and it, and now it's got the social awkwardness of what the hell is this guy doing wearing ski goggles in a coffee hmm. shop? Yeah. But if you can get past all of that, you've got a pretty feckin sick work environment, I'd imagine. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think that's the killer app is is working in this thing. Um on the go and you know watching movies on planes and stuff like that it's amazing interesting um but um but yeah the funny thing is like with the eyes on the front they're they're nowhere near as good as like the marketing suggests like (laughs) it's kind of weird looking and it's low res and it's lenticular so it looks odd from different angles Um, so it's kind of more of a that's definitely more of a gimmick i would say right now but it will get better and I, i would imagine like even if it was just a flat digital panel it would probably look better than the lenticular one um 
Yeah. Can you turn that off? I assume not. No, you have no control over it, I don't think. No. And I have eyes. no idea yeah, how, it... what my eyes look like right now. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that... You the, look very tired, let me well, say this. The longer that we've had you on here, because when you first appeared, it was like, whoa, what is this weird ghostly version of Mike? But the longer you're here, I feel like the more normal it seems. Like, I I could picture you yeah, just, if, yeah. if we work together, popping in a call and looking like this, and like, well, that's just Mike. The animations I, are quite good on it, too. Yeah, yeah I, do, I do have to say, you look... You look a lot more like Boss than Mike. Yeah, he looks like Boss. <laughs> so, so the funny thing is, I can I can pick my nose, but it does like a little black mirror sensor <laughs> over it. What is that? What, why is that happening? <laughs> what is the white that appears sometimes? So if I take a drink, uh, it's just uh, blocking any objects near your mouth. Right. Take away from that what you will. <laughs> I'd imagine Apple like maybe we want to avoid people doing some crazy stuff with this with their personas. Um, that's my just guess. Interesting. Well, you're blocking the sensors that are tracking, so it's it's basically a dead zone. Uh, yeah, maybe for the, for the character, right? And that, I suppose they don't want to just interpolate and guess because recovering from that, when mm. if I cover my mouth and then I do something totally weird and I come away again, it's going to snap in a weird way, right? True. So true. that's. That's more likely. They, they want everything yeah. smooth, right? They want everything smooth. Yeah, I don't think it's just people <laughs> doing great. Well, know. anyway, <laughs> that that stuff's going to happen. That's that's just a time uh, a, a time quotient there. So, um, I'm trying to right. think if there was anything else here to kind of just cover off. So we've covered off that the software side. Were there any iPad apps or anything like that that you like like use cases that surprised you? Yeah, um, so I use Dashlane for all my passwords um, on my PC uh, and my phone. Right. Because like, if you're if you're some if you're like us, you you got multiple like social media accounts. You've got like all these different yeah. apps that you use, like Dropbox or whatever it might be. You've got like a thousand different logins, and you know if you use the same password over again, it's like really insecure. So something like Dashlane, uh, I, this sounds like a sponsored message. <laughs> sponsored really by Dashlane. Like sponsor. uh, it's really not. I've never been sponsored by Dashlane, but I do actually legitly use their product and think it's amazing. Um, and yeah, so it's a it's a password vault that just it gives you like really secure passwords, and it, you can use the app on across all your devices. Um, but you can use the iPad app, and it's particularly useful in a headset like this because. You know, most of your passwords are on your phone or on your 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 uh, desktop. So having to see the passwords through the password, the pass through, and then type them in manually is a bit of a ball ache. But the fact that they have a, uh, an iPad app, you can just copy and paste the password straight in, or it automatically fills it in for you. And you use Although your Apple eye. has their own uh, password manager as well. I assume they do. that is integrated into that. Yeah, it's completely yeah. integrated. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but they, oh. they they use your eyeballs to log into it, so they use optic ID. So oh um, that's the thing. Like if someone stole my headset, they wouldn't actually be able to use it. Uh, and they just have to first poke your eyes out as well. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen Have you ever seen Demolition Man? Yeah. yeah exactly. We all know what happened in that movie. Um, yeah. What What about going from um, What about going from like uh, one person to another? Like how custom is it? Is it kind of like big screen where? You know, your wife can't use it at all, or does she get a, a decent view even though it's customized to you? So you submit a face scan when you order one, and they basically ship you a, a light seal, which is like the bit between the, the spongy facial interface and the actual metal. It's kind of like this little air gap, um, essentially. Is that Rowdy? Is Rowdy just gone? 
Or is that uh, me? No, I'm right here. Oh, okay. Sorry. Maybe maybe I must have clicked something. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I panicked then for a second. I had PTSD from old podcast days. It's okay. It's okay. He's, he's yeah. He's he's an Apple user. It's okay, Mike. Yeah, just, just, just calm down. Okay. Deep breaths. Deep breaths. Um, so uh, yeah. So you do a face scan. They ship you a light seal that's for you. I think there's only a handful of different sizes though. Um, but yeah, say if I want to give a demo to my wife or anyone else for that matter, then essentially what I do is I put it in guest mode. And then when you put it in guest mode, you can say uh, the guest can access either select apps or it can access all the apps. You can choose mm. uh, if you want That's stuff. That's smart. Yeah, that you know you don't want them to see. And then you've got 10 minutes to hand them the headset. Um, so you hand them the headset, they put it on, and it literally just says um, press the button to calibrate your eyes. So it basically it reads their eyes, their IPD, and then it automatically moves the lenses into place. So it's got auto IPD, oh, which is something that not yeah, many yeah. people actually talk about, but it's it's in there, which is crazy. Um, so it automatically locks in their IPD, um, and um, then you have to go through a little eye um, tracking tutorial. So it's a bit like the PSVR eye tracking tutorial. You know, like it's first it's black, or, yeah. or and then it's white, you know, oh, just so dots. it can... I think it's like, I think Rowdy will be able to explain it better, but it's like something to do with the iris depth or something like mm. white and dark scenes anyway you go through that and then once they're done through that then they can they can look around and do whatever they want to do in the headset and that's that's kind uh, of demo mode. and what what do you see on the outside like have I, I presume they haven't had to do a face scan before it to do the guest mode so do you get to see like some i don't know dummy eyes no out the front of the headset through the eyesight no so you don't see anything until they set up a persona uh the problem is that the headset can only accept one persona right now i believe and I can't remember who who said it. Someone said it on Twitter, but they gave it to their father, oh. and then they, they he did a persona, and then he took the headset back, and then was on a did a call or something, and he was his dad's <laughs> persona, <laughs> which is just like freaking weird. Uh, oh it might God. have been Brad actually that said that. Um, that's that's amazing. But yeah. that's and that's that's the thing that I thought first when you joined us because uh, with the with the persona because I thought yeah well. How do we know? How do we know this is Mike? Like when yeah. things are getting good enough, yeah. you could just be a trained bot, right? Your voice—we yeah. we know voice is good enough. The visuals are, well, proper Uncanny Valley for me still. But like what Adam was saying, like it's good enough for a business call. It's good enough for that kind of thing. It's no biggie. Yeah, so. and and they they're getting they're getting better already, which is kind of shocking. Apparently, there's a 1.1 beta available for developers right now to test out, where they've improved the personas already. Um, wow. So uh, I've seen the improvements. It's like slight, but it does look better. Um, but that'll be rolling out pretty soon, I'd imagine. So, yeah. Like I know a lot of people talk I mean, about, about the, audio about the quality? personas, but they don't look that bad. Maybe it's just Twitter where they look awful. I mean, maybe and it depends on the person. <laughs> Mike's got a like a perfect head for it. I guess different. I don't know That's how my true. hair would work on that thing or how well that would scan. But like you're the perfect tester for <laughs> persona. Perfect egg-shaped dome, <laughs> exactly. Generic white yeah. male bald. <laughs> what what about the microphone quality, actually? Because you, I assume that you're using your own microphone right now. But like, have you used the, uh, or are you using the actual headset microphone? Right oh no, this this is the headset microphone. Pretty wow, good. that's really good. Yeah, yeah, that's it's it's good. proper. Yeah, it sounds amazing. Yeah, this is headphone and and like built-in audio is amazing. Spatial audio sounds great. You can use AirPods. I'm using AirPods now. Um, just to prevent any sort of like noise bleed, although I don't think that would actually happen because it probably cancels it out. 
I'm wondering though if if it's linked to the air to the AirPods, wouldn't it be picking up that microphone? That's a good question. I wonder. So this this will blow your mind, right? And I, I, this is the thing. Like I'm learning about this this headset every day because they Apple like put in a bunch of features that are like quality of life features, but they don't tell anyone about it. And so one of the ones that I heard today was that if you're in a virtual environment, you know, you push the digital crown all the way out it will put your AirPods into um, noise-canceling mode. But then if you pull it out and go into pass-through, it will put them into like a sort of semi-pass-through mode so you can oh. hear your surroundings. Interesting. I don't know I don't know how true that is. I just read it on Twitter, but I was like, it sounds like something that Apple would do. And, I mean, that's just freaking cool. Oh, that is pretty amazing. Well, um... But I should, oh, I should, right. I should wrap this. Like, if we're gonna wrap, yeah. or, or, or start yeah, wrapping yeah, this yeah, up. One, one thing I just yeah, want to uh, finalize is: I would never recommend anyone actually buy this thing. Um, just, just as a caveat, like it's amazing to get a glimpse into the future, and that's exactly why I bought it because I want to see that glimpse. But if I wasn't in this business or I wasn't doing the job that I do, um, yeah. you know, like I, I, I don't know, we didn't touch on it, but essentially, I, I, I've been involved in two businesses, like co-founding them over the last year one of them is like a small time publishing business um where we're helping indie devs bring their games to the stores um and one of them is an mr game and we legit want to bring it to apple vision pro we think it'd be a great platform for it so that's partly the reason why i bought one but yeah i would absolutely not recommend anyone out go out and buy it unless you're like insanely rich or you're a developer um yeah that's a great call and good luck um i know you've been soldiering with those businesses mike so uh, you know i'm I'm glad for the changes, you know, that you made and uh, all that. And it's a, it's good reconnecting. Yeah, well. no, I, I, I love it. You know, like Zim and I uh, have met up and had chats. Um, we, we actually met up in, what was it, No Man's Sky and just, we, we intended to play the game together and then we just ended up sitting in a cave and talking for two hours <laughs> about tech. It was like, and, and then he was like, we should have just oh, recorded this. I was like, you, you're probably right. But no, it's great. It's great hanging out with you. And um, yeah, again, well done for keeping it all it's going all, because uh, all yeah, you're all doing a phenomenal and job. <laughs> it always was, to be fair. Yeah, it always was. Roof with your <laughs> the satellite dish and all that malarkey. That was so funny. <sighs> oh, man. Yeah, that was amazing. We thought maybe he fell off the roof. Yeah. We had no idea if yeah. Mike would survive. Oh, <laughs> we had to go live in three minutes. <laughs> yeah some some of my fondest memories are like um doing the show in person together at like connect and stuff like Dude, that and i'd yeah, love to see you guys amazing. do that again <gasps> we want to we absolutely want to uh in person and that's the thing like irl still has been it's amazing we've gotten three of us together you know like and it's like we've been Rowdy. trying to get that puzzle piece to, to happen but um <laughs> you know life gets in the way sometimes but um mike look Thank you very much for coming along and, you know, agreeing to, 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 to drop back in. It's great hanging with you again. Um, guys, we're going to we're just going to wrap it up. I'm not going to do any kind of formal outro. You guys know this podcast, so <laughs> let's call it there. Uh, and we'll see you all on the next F-Reality podcast. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, guys. Bye.